Come on, why don't we clap our hands? Hallelujah. Come on, don't you love what you feel right now? We bless your name, God. We bless your name, God. We bless your name, God. Bible says in John 6, 16 that there was a storm that the, that the disciples was in in a boat. The Bible says that Jesus came walking on the water to where they was and the Bible says that they said is it you? And he would speak back and confirm his identity and he would begin to tell them too. Let him in the boat. And so they let him in the boat. But what gets me with this story is you got to factor in where they was. The Bible says they was 25 or 30 furlongs inside the Sea of Galilee. That, equi that is equivalent to around four miles into the middle of the Sea of Galilee. The Sea of Galilee was eight miles in width. They're four miles into the storm and Jesus comes walking on the water. Has anybody ever been right in the middle of something? <laughs> right in the middle of your life and here comes the storm? But then here comes Jesus. And, 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 and I, I, I find this so Brother Roach, if you have it, you, if you want to put it up, I don't know. But, but it says that immediately when he got in the boat, that they was at land. Wait a minute. Pause. Time out. We was four miles in a verse ago. We had four miles to go. But when he got in the boat, the Bible says immediately that they was at land. I come to tell somebody, even at the beginning of all of this, is if you'll let God in your life tonight, and if you'll let God in your situation right now, you ain't got to go another day facing it, but it can change immediately. Every storm you walked in here facing, when you let God in your life, immediately it'll change. Come on, immediately you can be healed of cancer immediately you can be healed and delivered in your mind immediately because he is here hallelujah if you would stay with me i want to i want to give you this real quick i want to read you a scripture and and you gave me the mic i'm sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna preach something real quick i'm gonna preach something you know what I'll just tell you and we'll be seated how about that after Jesus was rose my iPad's not cooperating with me so just let me talk to you okay after Jesus had rose from the dead the Bible says that he came into the room to where the disciples was and he tells them, peace be unto you. And then he looks at Thomas. 
And he said, touch me and feel me and be not faithless, but believing. I, I, I feel to tell somebody in this place today, this is my title, if you want a title. Things are not as they seem right now. I, I'm going to just, I'm going to talk to you and we'll, we'll go from there. But it was about two months ago that I, I spent a time at home, my home church preaching a revival there. And we got out of church late one night. We made our way to pastor's house. We ate supper. We made our way home. I walked through the doors of my house. My wife normally goes in the room into the house before I do, goes to the house, takes care of things, let the dogs out. The dogs meet me somewhere in the living room. I let the dogs out, and then we could finish and go to bed, praise God. And I come into the house that night, walked through the room, walked into the living room, began to come down the hall. I made my way into my bedroom. When I stepped into my bedroom, I realized, Brother Sampson, all the lights was off in my house. I couldn't hear my wife, couldn't see anything, so I spoke out. I said, Megan, she didn't respond to me at all. I spoke out again. I said, Megan, my wife didn't respond to me yet again. Immediately, I don't know how your mind thinks. It's in a dark room. I can't see nothing. I can't see my wife. I turned around and I started backing up out of the room. Yes, I'm a scaredy cat. Praise God. And somebody said, why'd you leave your wife in there? Well, I, I mean, one of us has already got, somebody's got to tell the story. Praise God. <laughs> She's got insurance policies too. Amen. And so I backed out into the hallway, just got that feeling something ain't right. Anybody ever been there? And, and so I, I backed into the hallway and I backed into my oldest boy's bedroom. They was not home with us. I backed into my oldest boy's bedroom, looked in the closet, looked under the bed, praise God, looked in the hall, nothing. Backed out of his room, made my way down the hallway, backed into my other boy's bedroom. Looked in his closet, looked in, around his room, didn't see nothing. Brother Samson, I wouldn't mess around. Oh, I, I went in the bathroom, opened the shower curtain up. I mean, anybody could be hiding at any place. Because in my mind, in the moment, I had convinced myself that somebody had broken my house while I was at church. And they had done got my wife while she went in the house first. And they was waiting to get me. I know y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. That's okay. You've been scared too once or twice, praise God. And so I, I walked into the kitchen, didn't see nothing. I stepped, looked, checked my gun safe and some other areas in the office and come back out and I made my way into the laundry room. And I'm standing there and I'm going, this is stuff you read about. This is not stuff that happened where I live, not in Jigger, praise God. And, and I mean, even right now, we was in Arizona for eight weeks. Every door of our house was unlocked and keys was in my truck. That's just the way we live. And, and so I'm... I'm standing here and I'm saying, surely, surely this is not happening. And so I get my phone out and I call my wife's phone. I'm like, well, surely I can hear her. If I, if I call her phone, I can hear where her phone is. So I call her. It doesn't ring at all. And, and so I'm standing there frantically panicking. And I'm like, well, I got cameras all around my house. I'll check my cameras. Surely if somebody has has come into my house, I can, I can see it on my camera. And so I get my cameras and, and I'm looking at them, but truth be told, I cut them off during the day because the dog kept setting them off. So I didn't have no cameras. And I'm standing here and your heart gets to beating pretty quick. 
And I, once again, I screamed, standing at my laundry room door for my wife. Silence. So I panicked, and I called Brother Jonathan Chris. had just left my pastor's house as well. So I called him on the phone. I said, hey, man, I said, you got to get back here to my house. He goes, why? I said, somebody's in my house. So he's on the way. He's coming. And you may say, why didn't you call your pastor? Brother Chris knew how to throw hands. <laughs> I didn't need nobody to pray. I need somebody to fight. Praise God. <laughs> and so, <laughs> here I am. So I'm like, where's my guns at? My main gun is in the room with whatever has her. We ain't going back in there. My other gun's in the console of my truck. So I'm like, I'll get it. Went outside and I got it. Turned the cameras on in particular directions. And I said, I'm standing here. And if anything comes through that door that ain't supposed to be in there, I'm going to shoot it, then pray for it. Praise God. And here I am <laughs> with a gun off safety pointed in the direction of my laundry room through my kitchen. And all of a sudden, I begin to hear my dogs bark in a very unusual manner. And I'm thinking in my heart, I'm going, he's moving, he's moving, he's moving. Truth be told, they was barking at my wife coming out of her hiding spot in the closet. Huh? <laughs> oh, I don't even think she has a Holy Ghost, Sister Samson, I'm being honest. I'm so here I am at one end of the house with a nine millimeter pointed in the direction of the kitchen. And here she comes sneaking through the house. <laughs> she rolls through the kitchen and when she gets into the kitchen, our washer and dryer plate of the washer and dryer there is, is positioned to where you can pretty much see reflections into the kitchen from there. And I seen her shadow and reflection in that washer and dryer plate. I'm just being flat honest with you. I got ready. Finger on the trigger. I'm not lying to you. I'm being dead serious. <laughs> and here comes my wife through the doorway <laughs> of that laundry room. And I'm about from me to you with a nine millimeter dead at her face. And bro, I'm going to be honest. When I seen it was her, I wanted to go ahead and shoot. I'm just <laughs> telling you right now. At least in the toe, Brother Ferguson, something. I mean, anything. <laughs> she had a great laugh. <laughs> I've yet to live it down. So we're underneath the carport, and we're having a good laughing time. Or she is. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I forgot I called Brother Chris. <laughs> Here he comes down our road with the mud girls. You can hear him coming. Slides into our driveway sideways. Jumps out, and I'm telling you, he's ready to go. He scared me at how intense this dude looked. He said, Let's, what, what's going on? What's going on? And I did just what Adam did. I said, it's this woman God gave me. <laughs> Do y'all realize in the Bible that God only picked out one woman and got blamed for it? And he said, never again. <laughs> what are you saying? Here's what I'm saying. A dark room in my house created every bit of that. 
truth be told, I could have walked in there with the lights off and went to bed because I was familiar with everything in there. But because the lights was off and it wasn't supposed to be, my mind began to go and run and trigger. What are you saying? Is you can leave a Sunday night red hot service like we're having right now and one phone call in the morning can change your whole world and you'll wonder if God even loves you anymore. See, I'm preaching to people in this place right now. The lights is off in your life. It's not by accident I'm here. I believe it was a God moment that we connect. It's because somebody's in this place today and you can't see anything and you don't know where God is and you see everybody else worshiping and you see everybody else shout and you're saying, my God, I wish I could do that too, but I don't even think God loves me. If he loved me, why am I going through this? If he loved me, why is my family going through that? Why, why what's going on? I can't see see anything I come to preach to you right now things are not as they seem you gotta learn how to walk by faith and not by sight sometimes you're gonna have to trust him without seeing him sometimes you're gonna have to worship without hearing him but no he's in control of my life people don't backslide because of sin they backslide because of their mind. The devil never looked at Eve and said, put the apple in your mouth and crammed it down her throat. No, all he did was ask her one question. And in her mind, and she did everything else on her own. You ask any singer that sings, they can be up there singing. And if you're not standing up when they're singing, or if you're not worshiping when they're singing, or if you get up and walk out while they're singing, in the back of their mind, they're going, I'm not good enough. I'm off key. Somebody else should be up here. I shouldn't even be doing that because their mind, it's got nothing to do with them. But their mind. You can ask preachers that preach. When you don't show up the Sunday they're preaching or you get up and walk out or you're texting on your phone, you may not have nothing to do with them, but in the back of their mind, they're saying, I'm, I shouldn't be up here. This is not a good sermon. I'm not good enough. Somebody else should be. Come on, you, you can walk through the lobby of this beautiful building and my God, it's beautiful, but you can walk through the lobby of this building and somebody not speak to you and you can walk by them and say, my God, what I do with them? Why are they in the Batman? And the whole, it ain't got nothing to do with them, but your mind. Come on, things are not as they seem. It's gonna be okay. God's gonna bring you through it. Don't panic. Don't backslide. Don't bolt. Don't run away. Just trust the fact that he's still working in the middle of my life, in the middle of my storm. You want to know really, and I, I'm telling you this in the Holy Ghost, and I, I don't want to get out of my way tonight. But you want to know why this man was up here before church? My God, we need to break this. My God, we need to break this. My God, we need to break this. You want to know what we had to break? It was our mind. Because if you walk in here saying, well, bishop ain't here and pastor ain't here and, and this is just Sunday night and, and there's another evangelist and, and we'll just have good old routine church, that's the kind of church you're going to have. But you ought to walk in here with your mind saying somebody's going to get healed. Somebody's going to be delivered. Somebody's going to be... 
I come to preach to you right now. It's not as it seems. You got to make up in your mind. This is what's going to happen. It don't matter what hell does. It don't matter what my family does. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be true. Things are not as they seem. You only find two times in the word of God that Jesus wept. One over Jerusalem and one at Mary and Martha. And both times, it had to do with lack of faith that he could move. It was the lack of faith that they believed in him. I'm preaching to people in this house right now. You're going through a storm and the lights are off. Truth be told, you, 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 you're, you're rocking in your mind. You're rocking in your situation. You're rocking in your life. And, and, you're, and I'm, t- I'm preaching to somebody. You've told your own self, if this don't change in 30 days, I've got to do something different. I come to preach to you. Don't believe that illusion of the enemy. It's going to be okay. God's still on the throne. He's still in control. It don't. Things are not as they seem, Thomas. You need to reach out and touch him and grab a hold and believe again and be not faithless. Have you ever, have you ever seen it? In the Bible where Jairus runs to where Jesus is and he falls at his feet. He said, Lord, my my daughter lies at the point of death. Would you please come and heal her and and the desperation of it? And Jesus begins to make his way to where they live. And and all of a sudden, here comes the lady with the issue of blood. And she falls at his feet and she grabs a hold of him and she gets her miracle. And and he turns around and spins and and he says, daughter, thy faith be be made thee whole. And, And here we go. That's what we preach. And I love it. I've got too many messages about the lady with the issue of blood. But I've never seen it. Can you imagine being old Jarius? Can you imagine being there saying, my God, if I wouldn't have got his attention, he wouldn't even have come by here for you to touch him. And here you are standing here and your brother's getting a miracle and your sister's getting a miracle and you're the one that's prayed all week. You're the one that fasted all week. You're the one that put in the worship time and somebody on the back seat gets the miracle and you ain't. You've been praying for years for your kids to pray through and somebody comes in one Sunday and their baby gets the Holy Ghost. I'm just telling you, this is truth. And your mind is reeling. Can you imagine be, being the one standing there when, when, when all this miracle has stuff is happening and somebody walks over to Jerry and says, hey man, we just got word she's dead. Don't trouble him anymore. I've never seen it. I called some elders in my life and I said, please tell me I'm wrong. Show me where this is contradictory to what I want to preach. And they could not show me that. They couldn't tell me that. They said, no, you're right. And what? here's the deal. You got to understand the context of the wording from the very beginning when Jairus arrived on the scene. He ran to where Jesus was and he fell at his feet. He said, Lord, my daughter lies at the point of death. Please come and heal her. What are you saying? Lazarus was not the first person that Jesus ever raised from the dead. 
You follow the storyline and the lifeline of Jesus' ministry through the scripture and through Jewish history. This little girl was the first person that Jesus raised from the dead. What are you saying today? Is we can believe for the miracle when the lights are on. We can believe for the miracle when we've seen him do it before. But what about when we've never seen him do it? What about when it's situations that nobody else in the church has ever dealt with? I come to tell you today, he can do that too. It don't. He can do that too. It don't matter how bad the addiction. It don't matter how big the problem. It don't matter how bad the marriage. He can fix it. He can fix it. He's still God. You can tell the moment because Jesus spins around and looks at him. and He said, be not faithless. Because Jesus is more interested in you believing in him than what you do for him. Praise God. He's wanting to renew somebody's faith in this place. And we're so good at it. We know how to do this. I watched some of you tonight because I was battling with this in my mind. And I don't know, it's been this way. And I don't know what's going on in my ministry, but it seems like people begin to glow. And I don't know where, I don't, I'm just telling you, people begin to get brighter than other people in the room. And I, I don't understand it all, but I'm telling you what I feel. There's people in this place today, and you're standing here, and, and really you're clapping your hands like everybody else, and, and you're worshiping. Some of you run the aisles tonight. Some of you begin, and I'm telling you, in the back of your mind, the lights are completely out, and you're going, oh my God, where are you at? But if you don't run, somebody will wonder why, why are you not running? And if you don't jump, somebody wonder why you're not jumping. But and here's what we do. We put that filter on that everything looks okay and we walk in here. And truth be told, we're scared to death. Because Pentecostals are taught to never show weakness. Why do you think preacher's wives jump off interstates and commit suicide? It's because they never know how not to show strength. Because the minute you show weakness, all of a sudden you're attacked. And we drown in ourselves because we don't know how to be vulnerable sometimes. Lift your hands right now all over this place. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. I feel like God has gave somebody a personal invitation in this place. I love how he walked in the room, Brother Saps. He said, peace be unto all of you, but come here, Thomas. Because he can't stand the fact that Thomas didn't believe. What are you saying? I, these men seen everything that God done in three years. They've seen miracle after miracle after miracle. They've seen him when he raised people from the dead. They've seen him when he fed the 5,000. They've seen him when he walked on the water. They've seen him when he cast the demons out. They've seen him when he forgave the adulterous woman. They've seen everything he'd done. He even told them, he said, in three days, I'll raise this temple back up. And when they crucified him, you couldn't find one of them in a day. Peter went back to fishing. Because when the lights go out, you panic.
preaching to you right now that God is wanting to turn the lights on. You've imagined things about yourself. I'm not good enough. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be here. I'm not good enough. I, 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 we talk ourselves out of all the reasons why God can't use us. And why we're not qualified. The whole time we give the devil way too much credit. It's not even the devil. It's our mind. That keeps us from doing really what God wants us to do. Help me play, please. Somebody help me. Young person. Just because the lights is off. Don't mean God's not for you. You know, would you, would you have liked to have been in Job's life when the lights was off? You know, he never heard the conversation. He didn't get to be involved in deciding on what would happen in his life. He just, it just started happening. If there ever was a man that had the lights cut off in his world, Job had the lights cut off. But you're never going to know how to walk by faith. Until the lights go off in your life. You're never going to appreciate who God really can be in your world if you always can figure it out yourself. You see, he never, when Mary and Martha and Lazarus, he, there was never a moment of that that he was not in control. When they come and told him, they said, Lazarus is sick. And Lazarus at the point of death, he said, it's for the glory of God. Because what we see is, is immediate. God sees as a bigger miracle down the road. Because when, 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 when they're praying so hard, and they're like, if you would go get Jesus, he could do it right now. I see right now where he could do the miracle in my life. He could do it this Sunday night. He could do it right now. He could do it. It seems like it only gets worse. I'm preaching to people in this place today. It's dark in your life. I wanted to shout. I did. I come in here. You got to understand this, this. I've preached. I drove from Arizona Monday and Tuesday, 25 hours. I got in the pulpit starting Wednesday night. I've preached Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, two times already today. This is my third service. I'm driving 10 hours tomorrow and preach Tuesday night, Wednesday night, get on a jet Thursday, fly to Arizona again and preach all over. I wanted to shout. I hoped you did shout it out tonight. I'm telling you, there was nobody here more saying, Woo, please shout this out. I'm tired. <laughs> but when you gave me the mic, I knew I said, Oh, God. I love to fly high, but I'm trying to help somebody right now. You can't let go of this thing because it's dark. You can't walk away from God right now. You've just got to trust the process. I know that's so general. I'm telling you and I feel you've got to trust God right now. Before you can ever be promoted, there's another test. There's never a promotion without a test before the promotion. I'm telling you, you've been asking God to use you more and, and let you do this. And, and I'm telling you, that God is testing you and putting you through a trial before he gives you that promotion and that calling that you're wanting him to bring you to. And you're wondering why God's not talking. Trust his silence as faith that you can make it 
How would you have liked to have been Noah when he said, build me an ark? And then he didn't talk to him again for years. Could you have built an ark and be ready when the flood came, when it's never rained before? And you only had one word? It worries me when people come in here and they want a word every week. Give me something, pastor. Give me something. Because we're people of constant, we got to have constant confirmation and constant confirmation. And a lot of times God's standing back saying, if you would just trust me. Is this okay? Am I helping anybody in this house? I just feel, I'm telling you, I know you say, preacher, this is very general. When you're going through a trial, it ain't very general. Things are going to be okay. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm telling you that things are going to be okay. You may not see tomorrow, but I promise you, it's going to be okay. You're doing enough. You're praying enough. You're fasting enough. You're being faithful enough. You're giving enough. You just got to hold on and let God bring you through it and let the testimony be greater than anything you ever seen when you come out the other side. Said with me all over this house right now. Why don't you reach over? I know so many of you are beside your family. Would you reach over and begin to pray with your family right now? Come on, I feel that hell has attacked some people's minds. And it's called tension among your families. And God's wanting you to know right now he's still in control of it all. Come on, if he can never get your mind complicated at your home. Come on, somebody help me pray right now. God's trying to help somebody. God's trying to strengthen somebody right now. Things are not as they seem. Things are not as they seem. I wonder right now if you can make your way around this front one more time and begin to touch him. Come on, God's wanting to renew your faith. You can leave this house tonight with faith and an understanding that he's still working for your good. Come on, I'm preaching to people in this place. You haven't slept. You've been laying in your bed with tears rolling down your face, wondering, God, where are you at? Why haven't you moved at? What's going on? I'm telling you today, God is for you.